How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode number 118 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week, pretty much every single week anyways, on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. And speaking of hiking nerds, this week's guest is probably the biggest hiking nerd I've ever met in my entire life, Jonathan Zaharik. He's back on the podcast for a second episode. If you frequent the Adirondacks and you look at a lot of hiking content, I'm sure you know Jonathan. If you don't, you should uh, you should get to know him by listening to this episode. That sounds perfect, right? Uh, we talk a lot about backcountry skiing, which is something that Jonathan uh, just kind of started to get into this past winter and something I'd like to get into uh, this upcoming winter. We talk a little bit about trail running and for the first time ever in Trail Tales history, uh, about halfway through the episode, Jonathan brings in a friend of his that he was with who is currently working on hiking every single peak in the Adirondacks that has a trail to it. His name is Nick Groves. It was cool to kind of chat with him for a few minutes as well, shake things up. And uh, yeah, so thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jonathan. And uh, I'd love to have you guys back on the show sometime soon. Real quick, before we get into it, I just want to say how you can help support the show, and this is important stuff. I know every podcast, every YouTuber says this shit, but seriously, guys, it's really important. If you listen to these episodes a lot, if you're a big Trail Tales nerd, if you're a big hiking nerd, and uh, you want to help support me in in doing this, you're not really supporting me, you're supporting the show, Um, there's a few things you can do, the most important of which is go to patreon.com slash kylehateshiking and just sign up for, you know two three whatever five dollars a month um for however many months you want doesn't have to be a lot but um joining the patreon is the number one way to support the show uh you know i've done a little bit of sponsorships in the past but haven't really had the opportunity to do any lately i'm not really super eager to do any either to be honest um not totally opposed but honestly i like patreon better so if you want to help support the show um, patreon.com slash Kyle hates hiking. I know that's not the Trail Tales Patreon. Well, well, it is the Trail Tales Patreon now. I used to have a Trail Tales Patreon uh, specific to Trail Tales, but um, that is no more. That, now there's just one for my YouTube videos and for Trail Tales. Patreon.com slash Kyle hates hiking. Uh, please check that out. Rate the show five stars. Don't rate it four stars. Certainly, certainly not lower than that. Five star rating uh, on whatever your podcast app is. That would be much appreciated as well. And feel free to send me an email trailtalespod at gmail.com i'm kind of behind on the emails right now but i will i will reply to you i promise it might take me a little while but i will reply to you i happy to take suggestions and guest ideas all that stuff as well anyways let's get into it episode number 118 with jonathan zaharik All right, testing, testing, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 118 of Trail Tales. I think it's 118. Um, I would know, but I missed the last couple weeks, and uh, I just want to say sorry for that. I guess it's not the first time that I've missed a few weeks. Certainly not the first time that I've missed an episode, but um, this is a weekly podcast, and so I always feel bad when I miss uh, weeks, and especially when I miss two in a row. I just want to say... uh, Sorry, I guess. I don't think anyone really cares that much, so I, I guess more so what I wanted to say. And the reason I'm not saying this in the introduction, by the way, is because most of you guys skip the introduction, so please don't do that. They're short nowadays, I promise. But um, I just wanted to say it here so I make sure everyone hears it. Um, 
I'm still, this is still a podcast. Don't worry. Maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit, but um, I, I, it makes me feel bad when I miss weeks and it makes me feel extra bad when I miss two in a row. Uh, so don't worry. I'm still going to get back into it. Yes, I'm going to miss weeks every now and then, but my goal is still one episode a week. Um, anyways, thank you for bearing through that. I'd like to bring in this week's guest, a repeat guest, a good friend of mine, um, Jonathan Zaharik. Dude, what's hey, up? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, dude. Um, thank you for coming back on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So... I'm sure many of you know Jonathan, especially if, if you hike in the Adirondacks a lot and you follow hiking content, I'm sure you know Jonathan. Um, and plus, we did a previous episode. I should have looked up which number it was, but I cannot remember. I'm going to do that right now. But while I do that, Jonathan, can you just introduce yourself for the folks who might have missed that sure. episode or just give some some people a refresher if you don't mind? Yeah, so I'm I'm Jonathan Zaharik. I'm a professional landscape photographer and hiking guide in the Adirondack Park. Um, I basically eat and breathe and sleep uh, the high peaks. Um, don't sleep on a high peak though, because that's illegal. Um, but uh, so that's basically what I do. I live in Lake Placid, and uh, yeah, I recreate all my time out in the mountains here. And um, also got a YouTube channel, um, and just like just like. Kyle's, um, I guess not just like Kyle, uh, Kyle's, uh, a little more professional how, yeah. than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Kyle's is a little bit more professional than mine. No, 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 um, passions about these mountains, you know, him being in Vermont, me being in the Adirondacks, you know, he's constantly talking about, you know, you know the Vermont Five, just how much greater they are than like the whites and the and the uh, the way high peaks here, way, way more harder scenic. than combined. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's who I am. Yeah, man. If it matters, it does or, matter. Whatever it matters, it does for matter. It, and by the way, I just looked up our last episode. It was number seventy-seven, and it was posted on June 9th, two thousand and twenty. Oh, and this is one hundred eight. Yeah. Or no, 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 oh. no, no, no. Wait, no. Oh. Sorry, sorry. This is one. What did I say? One eighteen, I think. Yeah, Ooh. see, I have no fucking... 118, yeah, 118. But that's crazy. That was, like, almost a year ago to the date that we... It was. It probably was, like, a year ago to the date that we actually recorded, um, and then almost a year to the date that it was posted. That's, sure. I feel like it wasn't that long ago, to be honest, but I guess 77 is a lot of episodes ago mm-hmm. now that I'm 118, so shit, that's crazy. Um, and we talked a lot about your your single season Winter 46, which I still think is fucking crazy. Like, that's, that's super gnarly. Like, hats off to that. Um... What have you? I mean, I guess it's been you've probably been up to a lot, but um. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely give a brief uh, skiing. A brief, I saw you started doing some backcountry yeah, skiing. Yeah, so I'd gotten to skiing this past winter, uh, and at the worst time, like mid February, uh, which <laughs> back is country like skiing, just just backcountry so skiing. So yeah, clear, so yeah. basically, like I've always wanted to learn how to ski well. I had skied before, but you know, with all the like snowshoeing, I pretty much knew how to ski because I'm sliding down all the trails. Um, with my snowshoes on, but I been uh, so I decided to go skiing with all my coworkers at the time, and they took me up the backside of Mount Joe, which is essentially like a closed double black diamond trail that you just shouldn't go on because uh, of how <laughs> turny and and uh, just steep and sh- and all the trees and everything. And so they put me on a really nice pair of backcountry skis, and uh, I made it down eventually uh, in one piece. And I just was like, I was hooked on it. And I honestly, I don't think like the rest of the winter, I used snowshoes 
Damn, uh, until dude. until like you know like there was like a high peak that I had to like run up where you couldn't ski down that trail because it was just you know so narrow or whatever. Like I would obviously carry my snowshoes and then go up. But I just you know I spent like almost every single day skiing somewhere, going to white face and just trying to learn as much as I could uh, before the winter ended. It was a good maybe like I think I want to say out of the sixty days, maybe I think I got maybe twenty seven of the sixty days I got out. Um, skiing nice so it was really really awesome i'm looking forward to this winter for sure season pass at whiteface coming over to vermont hitting up killington mansfield maybe but people talk trash about mansfield for some reason i don't know why um i don't know <laughs> i don't know, do. I don't know I don't anything know. i don't know like i no, yeah, mansfield it's like that's that's mansfield where all the rich people ski I don't know. You're, th- oh, you're thinking of Stowe. You're thinking of Stowe Resort, probably. Well, the Stowe, like Smuggler's Notch, like there, like on Mansfield. And that. Well, the Stowe Resort. Stowe Resort's yeah. where most people talk shit, probably, because it's owned sure, by Vale, sure. and like it's yeah. kind of expensive. It is fucking pretty expensive. It's it's pretty right. dope, too, though. I'm actually thinking about so, getting a pass there next year, but nice. we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, definitely I got into all that skiing, and I'm so like looking forward to it. You know, I'm over the winter. I mean, summer. Whew, forgive me. Uh, over the summer. Um, but I'm not over the summer, because I have a ton of plants, and... You know, it's like, I think that's just good though. Cause it's like, you're excited about every season, um, except November <laughs> yeah, and, dude, fuck November. and March, <laughs> not March, uh, April, April, May. Actually, I think I found out, I think I, I hate May more than April now. Really? Cause there's still a lot of snow like in April. There really is like the last week of like April is actually a fantastic time. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think it's honestly that bad, <laughs> but April or uh, May is just it's disgusting. It's so bad. It's a transition but, month for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's that. Uh, but then pretty much once the summer uh, came, all I've just been doing is uh, I'm, a, I'm a really big trail runner. Like I'm constantly going out, just grinding and pushing myself as hard as I can, um, trying to just, I don't know, be the best athlete that I can, enjoy the mountains to the fullest, enjoying my, I guess, uh, my youth as much as i can um and just kind of learning you know meeting so many amazing people it's like you know this the hiking community is just like it's its own world like we know i don't have to to say that like that's just we know that and anything that involves the mountains honestly like unites like it's like you either there's two types of people in this world you either like the mountains or you don't you know and it's like everyone who loves the outdoors everyone who loves the mountains there's so many things just within the mountains uh and it's just it's absolutely nuts you know rock climbing communities uh mountain biking communities ice climbing skiing nordic skiing you know specific kinds of skiing you know (laughs) downhill skiing yeah and um so like all this stuff out here that's why i love living here in lake placid because there's always something to do and everyone you just get to meet so many amazing people. And so expanding your sports out here is particularly very enjoyable. And so that's why I'm glad I got into that stuff and the trail running. And I just purchased like a really nice bike so I can like start going and hanging out You're doing out with it all, friends. man. Shit. Do you rock I mean, climb too? Yeah, actually, that's like one of my main sports before I even moved here. Oh, okay, cool. So like I'd go down to like the Red River Gorge and stuff like that and actually like do like trad climbing. And um, I mean, I was raised kind of an indoor climber. So I did that for like three years solid before I moved here. And then once I finally just had the high peaks <laughs> in my back door, because kind of slowly um, stepped out of the rock climbing world. You really do. You, know? you really do it all. That's cool. Um, go back to the skiing thing for a second. Like uh, I'm like a pretty big downhill skier. But I've never backcountry skied before, and I really want to get into it next year. I'm, like, really stoked because it's literally – it's or anyways, it seems like this. I haven't done it yet, so I really don't know. But it seems like it's the perfect way to combine, 
skiing my my passion for skiing and my passion for hiking into the like one thing and i just think it'd be really sick to make like videos where i can like draw people in because it's hiking stuff but also just like shred some shit on on my gopro too (laughs) let me let me tell you i think one of the most satisfying things this past winter so if anyone listening to this is familiar with allen mountain it's probably one of the most remote four thousand footers uh in the northeast so it's nearly a 20 mile out and back uh, for one mountain, but because of that, it's like all flat to the base. You know, it's all flat all the way until pretty much like the last mile and a half. And so normally on snowshoes going in on the trail, like you're looking at like a 12 hour day, like trying to get to this mountain. Mm-hmm. And here I am on skis. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I feel good enough to do Allen and all this other stuff. I ski in and I come out in, I, I don't know. I think it was maybe like four and a half or five hours. Like it was just so fast. And mm-hmm. it's like when you're coming out, you're just going downhill very slightly and it's just you're cranking it like uh, anywhere between five and 10 miles an hour and you're not even doing anything. So so I know, again, you're not like a, like a fucking pro backcountry skier. Oh my gosh, obviously yes. just started. Yes, but if I'm, anyone's I'm, listening to this and knows <laughs> I am by no means, I will not, I don't ever want to, don't, don't take advice from me. It was fun. It was fun <laughs> watching your, your Instagram stories of you skiing though because I could still tell that you were new a little bit but I could also tell that oh, you were yeah, fucking going yeah. like wicked hard which was sick to see so it was really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, um, I, again, I only showed the, the parts where it looked like I tried the new what I was doing, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's what I do when I post my GoPro videos of myself skiing too. Um, I was going to say though, so on the way back down Allen then, you didn't like you didn't have to put the skins back on at all. You were just like you could you could well, actually like straight up ski like all the so way back to the parking the ba- lot. The backcountry skis that I have are scaled on the bottom. So, I don't even know what that means. I'll right. Be so there's alpine skiing and then there's backcountry skis. So alpine alpine skis pretty much are like you can take you know you can take a pair of skis you would use at Whiteface and you can also go in backcountry ski with that. Uh, but it all depends on the binding. Uh, because you can't lock in, you know, have a regular downhill uh, binding, you know, to go uh, backcountry skiing because mm-hmm. you have to have your heel lifting coming up and down. Uh, and so with a regular pair of skis, you can strap on skins and then put a dedicated binding on there. But the thing is, in order to go uphill, you have to use skins. Yeah, for me, see, honestly, I've, that's yeah. the only way I've ever seen people do it because my roommates and I have a couple other friends who do it too. Sure. And that's the way that's the way that they do it. So I, that's and, the way I thought I was going to do it too but i guess there's other options so there are other options so for example um sometimes so skins are really meant for going up pretty steep stuff like decently steep there's just like if you have to like pizza your way up a hill you should probably be wearing skins you know but you can put wax different temperature wax grades on your the bottom of your skis (laughs) to help you go uphill as well um and what my skis have which differentiate them from regular alpine skis to backcountry skis uh bc skis are that they have scales on the bottom that flow in one direction so that when i go up it naturally just grips the snow and so it's like the snow will it won't like there'll be no friction going forward yeah but then there will be immense friction coming back uh, and yeah, I mean, it does so take you, away. So you maybe don't have like, to like, you don't have to change like anything. Like if you want to go up or exactly. down. Exactly. And that I love sick. that. I'd never so, even knew that was a thing. Well, yeah. no, no, I do. I do need to change. Cause obviously it's going to eventually get steep. And so then there's a point where you have to throw your skins on. Okay. okay. Um, so for example, like the trail into Marcy dam, it has some up, it has some down and maybe only goes up like 50, 60 feet up, 50, 60 feet down. And it goes like two and a half miles. Right. And so it's a nice walk into the mm-hmm. woods. But the scales in the bottom of my skis grip so well that, you know, I'm I'm cruising on the down, but then 
when I hit it uphill, I'm just kind of like shuffling and going up. Like I had skins mm-hmm. on. So it's a very lightweight skin, I guess you could say, that's naturally integrated to uh, the ski. And so then obviously once it starts getting steeper and steeper, you just have to put skins on at a certain point. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, I so. see. That's cool. I'm going to have to, I like I said, I literally don't know much about backcountry skiing but i do want to get a setup for this upcoming winter i need some new skis anyways um I, obviously i don't want to spend a ton of money i already have pretty good ski boots so i'm going to try to make it work with that but we'll see we'll see and, and hopefully and i don't know i i just want to stress for the people that don't ski because a lot of people that listen to this don't live in areas where skiing happens or even if they do they they don't oh so i could just be making something up and most of your listeners would you <laughs> honestly know, just take I, my word for it i would be taking your word for it too like i said i don't know shit about this but but I don't know. I just want to stress that for everybody that it's like, it's still like kind of hiking. It's not, it's different than like downhill skiing at like a resort, right? Because like you're still out in the backcountry, you're still doing a lot of the same trails and the same mountains that people hike. Um, but you can like get sandy with skis on. So I don't know. It's just, that that's the oh, idea dude, it's anyways. It's scary though. Like backcountry skiing in the, in the Adirondacks, like by the end of March, I was, I was already skiing slides. Um, <laughs> on on like Mount Colden, so like I climb up the trap dike in the winter and then ski down the southeast slide on the other side. And the thing is though, it's like if the snow conditions are right. Um, and so for any of the skiing that I did, I mean I did a few slides, but it's like the conditions had to be pretty optimal because I don't want to be just going on really thin ice, literally. Or, Do you have to worry about avalanches like, on the slide? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So that's then there's always always abbey danger knowing how to what you know what indicates an avalanche bringing out your shovel so kind of like uh, building like this ditch in the snow testing out the layers to making sure that it's okay you don't have to do that but like i mean that's like you don't (laughs) want to die because people do die on these slides out here and so like the thing is like slide skiing really at the end of the day like obviously there's way more danger and risk involved with it but when you take all that stuff away if it's like genuinely like perfect conditions there's no difference going down a slide than it would be as a black diamond at a yeah, ski resort yeah, you know but exactly. it's all about knowing how to you know obviously there's so much more that goes into it and there's much more risk involved and it's much more dangerous um, but the skiing techniques and everything and what you avoid because slides are just open flat rock glade like just going down like a ramp you know, and so it's like you can just carve, you know, go in and out of trees and it's really, really fun. You know, uh, so I was only going on like moderate slides at the end and I was with good company that, you know, we knew what we were doing. And um, so it's like Mount Colden, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. You've done Colden, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the winter, you hate winter hiking for anyone listening to this. You know, <laughs> Kyle hates Maybe not once winter. I get a backcountry skiing setup. We'll see. Yeah. Honestly, you're getting so, me kind of pumped talking about this. Shit. Like I didn't bring snowshoes at all right so that was just so satisfying i skinned all the way got up the avalanche lake and then put the skis on the back took out put our crampons on our boots and that's the cool thing about alpine skiing is so the boots that you have most most ski boots have the integration for crampons uh they have the front and rear um you know the 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 toe slots right and so um you can put your ice climbing crampons right on and so you throw the skis in the back throw your crampons on your, your ski boots you take out your ice tools and you just start climbing. So we climbed the way, climbed up the trap dike, got to the top. And I realized, I'm like, the only way I'm going to get down this legally is like with my skis. I'm not about to go <laughs> post hole all the way down this and freak out. So I'm standing on the summit of Colden and we know, we know where we're going to get to the Southeast slide. And so we just put the skis on and we just start skiing down the trail. And I'm just like, this is so weird because I'm used to snowshoeing, but it was so scary because I knew the only way down was going 
down a high peak on skis. And I'm like, John, you've been skiing for a month. What are you doing up here? Um, but, you know, getting to the slide was just, you know, it was it was a piece of cake. And then once you're on the slide, it's just like, you know, I took my time. I just yeah. took my time, kind of did what I learned and everything. So, but yeah, if you're used to skiing, like if you're a ski resort skier, like, Alpine skiing, backcountry skiing, whatever you want to call it, it's not going to take too much effort to get into. There's definitely a lot of other like. Uh, it's more stuff the uphill you that you probably got to get used to. Yeah, but like no, there's different movements, different styles. Like for example, backcountry skiing. Another way to put it is survival skiing. Um, things <laughs> oh, you're going to encounter. You're, yeah, no, really. Like you go down certain trails. Like you have to just know what you're going to do every ten feet because it's like it's different. It's not like a maintained ski trail, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just. You know, it's like, it's just rugged, you know, so. Yeah, you got to be a little more self-sufficient for sure. Uh, it excites me though, because I feel like I got pretty, I mean, I'd skied before this past year too, um, but I feel like I got pretty good at like downhill inbounds resort skiing this sure. year. And so I'm kind of ready to combine, I don't know, it'll give me an excuse to, give me an excuse to actually do some some winter hiking. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. This is like the first conversation about winter anything I've had since like right. winter. And for the <laughs> record, crazy. I am going to bring you on a winter hike. And that can involve skis. Yes. It can. Yes, but, let's do it. I mean, have you been on a high peak in winter? Not technically. I did Phelps in early April. So um, yeah, and and it was now. winter conditions, but technically it was but not But you skied winter. like Killington. In the winter, I obviously. haven't done Killington, but I've done like oh. very, you know, comparable, probably harder resorts than Killington. Right. From, from what I hear, so yeah, you come out here in the winter, and you know, we'll just we'll pick a nice bluebird day. In fact, I'll take it even one step further and do what you hate, and we'll go watch the sunrise. Oh shit! You know, so but you got to get that full experience. You got to just. You're right. You know, I hate it, sunrises, man. I just I hate sunsets. <laughs> you know how awful it is to be nine miles away from your car on the summit, You're like wow, sunset, and then boom darkness yeah you know how you know, awful it is to get up at like tired. one in the morning <laughs> um, dude it's just i don't know it's so much better dark dude miles in the dark don't count <laughs> i guess in a way i've only done like one sunset hike ever in my life which is kind of crazy i've done right. plenty of sunsets or, or did i say sunrise there um I, i've only done one sunrise hike in my life i've been i've done plenty of sunsets but uh only one sunrise I, i'm just not a morning person that's why that's obviously why i prefer sunsets but um, I, I get it. I get it. Trust me. Um, and yes, I absolutely want to go do some backcountry skiing in the Adirondacks or some just some hiking for that matter in the winter. Um, that would be sick. So we got to make it happen. Totally. Yeah, man. So like, uh, I don't know like if, if, we, if we're just talking right now, but like something, um, I guess, you know, one of my summer projects or what I've been working on here is the grid 46 and you know there's a lot of people i think the guy who owns that cool hostel i forget what it's called that i've stayed at uh you know so gridding the 46 or gridding the 48 obviously you do all of them all the high peaks mm-hmm. in that area uh, in the in one month you know so out in the whites it's like you know it's a thing there's it's a thing it's a thing and a lot of people do it kind of just like the uh the tier uh diuretisma you know so a lot yeah, yeah diuretisma i learned yeah. how to pronounce that the, on the, the show worcestershire for sure yeah. yeah. uh but um <laughs> you know so you know there's a lot of people doing that um and i'm gonna straight up say it it's easier to do that in the whites there's oh, there's yeah. no there's I, nothing I, about it it's I just could, it's just easier see that there's no like well the adirondacks have this advantage the whites have this advantage you know it's not like that's just no no, I'm not saying the you know the whites are hard to climb. I'm just saying logistically when you're planning out the grid, when you're planning out the Diertisma, it's like, you know, and the trails are so much better and all this other stuff. And it's like, there's literally, I think, what is it? There are 11 
hundred miles of maintain. I'm getting I'm getting looks from someone <laughs> sitting next You're to me. You're probably getting here. a lot of looks saying yeah. that. that's a hot take. Hey, you can come on and you can say <laughs> something different. But listen, I've hiked the whites. I've done half the forty eight. Yeah, Jonathan's you know? got some and, uh, got got a live audience in his in his room right now. Yeah, by the way, everybody. yeah. We're gonna we're um, gonna bring him in in a few minutes here. Yeah. So um, like when I say I didn't say the whites are are easier. I'm saying that. When you do a lot logistically plan like the diuretisma, diuretisma, yeah, yeah, or the uh, uh, or the grid, like you know, for example, there's, I mean, how many people have done the grid actually in one consecutive year or twelve months? I you think know, one, <laughs> at least that Phillip. guy. But he, you know, he's done it. You know, he's done it, and I think what he's done it a few times, hasn't he? Uh, I think he just did it once. Oh, did he? Okay. But you know, and so it's actually, like I think the... someone did it before him too. Actually, now now that I think about it, it's been talked about on our sure. I've literally had him on the show like four times. He's talked about it. Sorry, everybody. I'm here in the... no, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the Adirondacks. Not a single person has ever done that. I was going to say and... I've never heard of anybody referring right. to the grid like in, in the fact, Adirondacks. Before. There's only 24 people currently right now who have done the grid here, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think the fastest time anyone's ever done it was like maybe maybe two years wait maybe you're do, are you years. trying to do a single year grid in the adirondacks right now no 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 okay. no no but um i've repeated a lot before i start uh, before i started to calculate it but according to my grid i started really realistically january of 2020 and i'm already halfway done so damn that oh, so yeah wow, yeah dude. so i'm gonna I'm, I'm planning to finish december of 2022 uh and so i'm kind of casual now like i'm just kind of casual right now throughout the summer because i have almost all these months closed out and i will go and finish uh well like i'll get i'll try to get halfway done with uh like october november december those are like my my next like crux months uh but once that happens once january comes i'll just be closing out the month after month after month Mm -hmm. so there's the grid and as far as i know you know, I'm 24. I think the youngest person to have done it right now, uh, her name's Emily. I, I want to say she, uh, she's 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that when I do finish, if I'm 25, um, it will be a whole decade in a gap there for, for, for time for the next youngest person, I guess, to do it. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and then with that whole thing, I was just talking to someone here about this, but the red line. So redlining is a very typical thing that you kind of hear and it means like pretty much hiking all the trails yep if that makes sense so yeah Yeah. so like working on redlining the high peaks wilderness right now which um when the challenge started and it's kind of still what it is it's only 268 miles but it's expanded because they've added more areas to high peaks wilderness Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of expanded to probably 350 but right now it's still the 268 and so only seven people have ever done that um, which sounds nuts because if you think about it, when you, that's right, not that when you, long. Like there's way compare, less miles than the White Mountains red line. It's right, but you know, it's so much. It's actually it's bigger square mileage. Like, no way. I think what? Well, okay. Wait, how nah, many? How many nah, acres? How many acres? How many acres are the whites? How many acres? Uh, I don't fucking know, but it's definitely okay. bigger than just the High Peaks Wilderness. Yeah. No. No. That's true. White Mountain National Park is much bigger than the High Peaks Wilderness. That's not what I was saying. Was that what I was saying? 
I think that's so. not what I meant the White to say. Mountain Red Line is like every trail in the National Forest, and right? Then, and but then, it's and like seven hundred miles, I think. No, it's longer than that. It's like it's, yeah, then oh, it's, it's eleven hundred. Yeah, it's then it's eleven hundred. So the uh, Smokies were seven hundred then. Um, that I saw because I have this book next to me. It has the number you're in gonna, there, but you're there's a do lot. Them all? <laughs> no, no, it's a <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Oh, come on, dude, you could. You um, could. You're, you're only 24, no. man. Yeah, well, I might redline the whole Adirondack Park before that. But um, so that yeah, would be red, sick, dude. That would be sick. Yeah, I don't think, so no one's done that yet. Um, but Nobody, yeah, redlining, really. yeah, redlining the high peaks is um, so it's like like I said, 268 miles of trail, which is nothing. But in this square, in that whole area. It's uh, two hundred seventy-five thousand acres, uh, which I don't really know how to put that in perspective, but it's still a lot of area that just like there's not a lot of trail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the um, hiking. Oh, the the Adirondack hundred highest, you know. So obviously the hundred highest mountains that are officially a uh, like a USGS classified like mountain. Yeah, <laughs> the hundred highest. I don't know how else to say. It's just the hundred highest. Um, but my, I do have a friend uh, whose name is Nick, and he's currently trying to hike all mountains in the Adirondack Let's Park. Go. That um, is that has an official DEC trail to the top of it. If that makes sense. So I think there's how, how many? Uh, somewhere around two hundred. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's close to two hundred here in the Adirondack Park, and I know probably like Neil Lockhurst or. Um, or uh, uh, Jim Morrissey has done that. Maybe I know there's a couple people, but this guy's going after it. Doesn't even live in the Adirondacks. Nick Groves was was chilling in Jonathan's room or whatever while we were talking, and uh, hey, he's working on this uh, this cool thing to hike every mountain in the uh, park. So Nick, what's up? Well, uh, as Jonathan said, my goal is to hike every Adirondack mountain with a trail. Um. It wasn't my intention when I started. I just uh, wanted a bigger challenge. I was just hiking parks and everything in central and western New York and just wanted a bigger challenge. And then once I started on the smaller mountains, I just worked my way west to east across the Adirondacks. And um, when I heard about, you know, the 46ers and all these other challenges and beating time records, I'm like, well, I'm 34 years old and... Uh, I'm not breaking any time records, so let's just do them all. <laughs> Might as well, yeah, dude. That's so cool. I've never really heard of anybody doing anything like that. So when Jonathan texted me that earlier today, I was like, that's actually like a really sick idea. <laughs> yeah. So you said well, every every peak with a trail, does that mean an official like DEC maintained trail? Is that what you mean? Um, herd path trails count. You know, so, so herd like path nine, still count. Okay. okay yeah. Cool. So like Nine Street, you know, technically is not a DEC maintained trail, but it is. There are two of the forty six um, high peaks. Right. So you know, something like that would count. Um, there's been a few um, just because there is no cognitive list of all the Adirondack mountains. So I've been having to, you know, go on all trails, look for mountains. I've been having to go on maps, look for mountains. Um, so I'm going to close on um, Whiteface and Esther, but before I do that, I'm going to take the list I've had, I, I've made, and go to the DEC, go to the Rangers, go to the Adirondack Mountain Club, and see if there's anything I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, just, just uh, 
keep going from there. You know, after here, you know, I think the Catskills would be fun. You know, after that, <laughs> how uh, how far Whites. into it are you? Um, um, from what I have a list of so far, I only have thirty eight mountains left. Wait, what? How how many yeah. are there total? You you might have said this second. I ago. I honestly um. At like 150, I kind of stopped counting or being able to That's keep like track of That's like surprisingly low. I feel like it would be more than that. Um, but I also don't know the park as well as you do, obviously. Honestly, so, so you, the obviously the biggest concentration is the High Peaks region. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a lot of mountains in the southwest, um, north southwest, and um southeast but there's just the main concentration is the high peaks region um so like to, you got to take this in consideration i don't know do you know a uh, big slide yeah he's not a all right he's a 46 all right I'm, so you're I'm a 46 a, a 46 yeah okay well oh. <laughs> caught you jonathan Let's uh, he can't hear me can he <laughs> no i don't know um so when i did big slide I actually approached from the backside and came up yard because I have to get yard and and then went down uh, via uh, big slide and the brothers. You know, so it's I got to take all that stuff into consideration when I'm hiking the mountains, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm just throwing out there going up yard in the winter sucks because no one does yard in the winter. <laughs> I've never even heard of it, to be honest. <laughs> That's my back. You can tell him I told you to do that. Um, yeah. And by the way, that was Jonathan's suggestion to come up that side. <laughs> As everybody just heard him whisper there. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't and, realize. We should just keep having him whisper shit because he doesn't like realize you, that we can I am not the biggest fan of winter hiking. I'm glad <laughs> to hear I'm not, I'm not alone then. Well, it's just because like you have to layer, um, layer so much and I'm a, I'm a sweater. So where Same, you have to layer that's, up, that's, I have to bring why. like five extra t-shirts to change halfway through the hikes. Um, I, I think I that's why you... I don't like it very much either. To be honest with yeah. you, I'm I'm the same way, dude. I sweat my fucking balls off every time I go hiking oh, in the winter. So it's, bad, well, any hike for that matter. Yeah, which like obviously did, makes it. I hard. don't know if you know. Do, do you watch Brian? Brian hikes all day. Um, all, I know who he is. He's messaged messaged me a few times, but I haven't really watched too many of his videos. When whenever I go hiking with Brian, he does and crazy Jonathan, shit, doesn't he? Yeah, they both just like. They're aliens because like they're flying and they're just, they look cool and collective. And then you turn around and I look like I'm a freaking waterfall. Dude, that's how and... my buddy Flossie is too. He like doesn't, <laughs> I swear to God, he doesn't sweat. Shirts in your bag. Oh yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And then like, I'll just have natural camouflage from all the needles that are just sticking to my sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, have you done, I'm trying to think of some random mountains that aren't 46. Just, let's just, no. let's just test you. Make sure you're getting all them all. Most of the ones I still have to hit are on the, um, Eastern Lake George area. Okay. So I don't really don't know any that. mountains over there, so you're good. But I do know that there are rattlesnakes over there, so be careful. There are. I did, um, run into one rattlesnake, one, uh, Shit. one timber rattlesnake when I was that's out cr- there. That's just a weird concept to me, rattlesnakes in the, uh, in also, the Adirondacks. Uh, I also had a black bear encounter without a headlamp in the dark. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. There's plenty of, there's no shortage of black bears over there. Um, so I'm planning on doing the cranberry 50 this weekend. Okay. Uh, it'll be, it'll be done by the time this podcast comes out. But, uh, there's a mountain on there that I'm debating on whether or not I'm going to do cat mountain. Have you done cat mountain? Yeah. It's not bad. Is it worth the 0.7 mile side trip? Um, because I'm going to be doing 50 miles because it's a 50 mile loop, obviously. 
So it's it's it's, it's going to be seven miles out of your way. No, point point seven, point seven, point seven. Yes, it's worth point okay. seven out of your way. Okay, it looks cool from the pictures I saw. I'm, yeah, I'll, it'll no, probably be a definitely. game time decision because it's off the official trail, but we'll see. I mean, I like I would definitely say that's definitely worth a few miles. So a point seven, yeah, definitely worth. Okay, it. cool, good to know. It'll probably be weather dependent too. If it's like pouring rain, which it looks like it might be this weekend, then I'll probably just Look, give don't it say that. I'm going. I'm doing Phelps, Marcy, and tabletop. <laughs> I don't and want it my, to be. I don't want. And it it's to my be. girlfriend's first high peak. I don't want to scare her away. Oh, this might not be the weekend for that, dude. We'll see. We'll hey, see. She wants it. How about <laughs> um? How about Azure Azure Mountain? Azure um, or Azure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that was pretty good. It it's a steep one. Um, yes, it's short. It's short and it's steep. really cool. And actually, it's um, the fire tower is what makes that mountain. What because is it? As you're as you're coming up onto the fire tower, you look left, and there's this walkway that goes down, and then it just you're, you're on a giant exposed rock face, and that you can just walk back and forth on the rock face, and the view is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that one because I went to Clarkson, and so that okay. was like the closest mountain to campus, basically. So. I would just go there. I went there a few times, just as like last minute, like need a break from studying hikes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also just like kind of an, an obscure mountain. I'm, I'm testing you. I'm testing you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, here you go. How many owl heads are there with trails? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I know there's one in the whites. That's about it. There's four in the Adirondacks. Damn. How about that? Um, how many have you done? I've done four? all four. Nice. And, um, the easiest would probably, well, you got actually, what, well, three? Three of them right here in Lake Placid area, but the, there's one up north that actually has an old um, mining uh, mining uh, cave with it. Um, <laughs> Jonathan's fucking that I kind of want to go back to explore, but when I was by myself looking down at it, I'm like, eh, a little eerie solo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can hear Jonathan whispering shit. <laughs> I think is that a, is that you a said sign you're not that being he... sneaky enough? Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's it's three like the panther devil mountains. on your shoulder. Um, three three panthers. Three panthers with trailers. There's more than three panther mountains. Isn't one of them is a 46, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one I've done. I've never heard of the other ones, though. Um, what's um, another one? What's the one? Snowy Mountain. I've heard of that one, too. Snowy. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to think of the ones that aren't 46ers, like I said. Snowy Mountain I've done, and honestly, it was like when I first started doing all this, and I, did, I, I knew nothing. Um, <laughs> so, like, it was it was spring. And I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful out today. And this is like when I'm in central New York. I'm like, I'm going to go hike a mountain. Oh, <laughs> snowy mountain. I'll go do that one. That's the next one on my list. Started off. It was beautiful. Then I get halfway up the mountain. It's just like, you know, two feet of snow, but it's all. It's snowy. It's, uh-huh. it's slush. It's like that hard slush snow that's just starting to fall apart under my feet. And I got up to the fire tower and I'm just like, that was fun. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> um one more let me think of one more before you bring jonathan back on obscure mountains that i know in the adirondacks that aren't 46ers um i'm trying to think i mean this i guess this one isn't that obscure because it's part of the sixer but ampersand you know yep, ampersand, ampersand. That, was, that was fun out of uh ampersand was fun actually i hiked it with a random guy i met at the trailhead Oh, nice! <laughs> you just you just like were like getting ready at the same time well, or whatever. As I was, well, he was just um, he wanted help finding it, and so I, I drove in ahead of him, showed him where um, showed him where it was, and then we just ended up hiking it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, there you have it. 
Jonathan, um, oh my god, I just called you fucking Jonathan. Rose, cut that out, please. It's, right. it's confusing because I have the word Jonathan like, right. on my the track. Rose. <clears throat> Your name is not Rose. It is not Rose. <laughs> Your name is Nick. And some people will tell me there's I, you can't even say I smell like a rose. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. If you've hiked that many mountains, I doubt it. All right, maybe you can leave it in there, then, Rose, because that was kind of funny. Um, uh, Nick, thank you for – this is the first time I've ever had somebody pop in for just like a few minutes on an episode. Oh, so And I will say cool. I, I, have, I do watch your videos. Oh, and, nice. Uh, from watching your videos, I agree with a lot of stuff you say, except I carry a knife, and it's a big one on okay, my Okay, at least it's not a camp chair. That's fine. No, it's not. It's fine. I, I actually, that's funny because I made an, I made that video saying that I don't carry a knife like a, a while ago, but it's like my most viewed video. So people still, people still like bring it up from time to time. I, well, I don't I carry love, like a big old knife now, but I do carry a little wall. I love knife how you're now. like, you don't need to carry this big knife. I'm like, I have a big Gerber. It's on <laughs> arm strap. <laughs> oh shit. Have you ever had to use it? Uh, no, I see, it I there it is. There it is. No, no. I've used it for, uh, for, for things. Um, okay. Uh, Oh my god! I almost said Jonathan again. Uh, <laughs> All right. uh, Nick. Nick, Nick Groves, Nick Groves. Right. Thank you very much, Nick. That was oh, that was cool nice to have a little pop in guest. Um, let's get our whispering friend Jonathan back on here. Here you go, whisperer. <laughs> oh hello. yeah. Hello, hey. Jonathan. Yeah, dude, I could hear you that whole time. Every time you, it, it was kind of funny. I don't know how it'll come out in the final recording, but it was just like he would say. It'll probably just sound like some annoying background. <laughs> and then Jonathan sounds. was like, "Ah, like, oh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle's not good at editing these podcasts. They're gonna think tell, it's coming from your mic." Tell him, tell me, tell him to like do it. It's so funny. Um, anyways, that's that's really cool that Nick's doing all that shit. Um, I honestly, for some reason, not not to take away from what he's doing at all, but I thought it would be more than like 150 mountains for some oh, reason. Oh, I would have thought it was too, you know. Um, but it's like I think there's, geez, I don't even know. I want to say there's probably uh, over 3,000 peaks in the park mm-hmm. that just generally are like just uh, recognized by the USGS. Yeah, but they could be. Oh my god! Yeah, like literally could be anything, you know. So it's pretty crazy just how much wilderness is here. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, can we talk about the trail running thing a little bit? Because I've sure. been I've been getting into some trail running, not nearly sure. to the same extent that you are, but um, it's fun. I it's I'm at the point now where I don't really want to like do straight up day hikes anymore. I just want to run. Yes. Like, I either want to backpack overnight or goal. I want to run. You know, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, a, it's a, but it's you know, it's a hiking style too. You know, it is. I still I still use the word hike, you know, but that's because yeah. I just don't people expect to understand when I say run up a mountain because it you know, I it's like saying when you go and climb a mountain but you're not physically climbing it, you're yeah. hiking it. When, so let me ask you this because this is something I've run into as well when I say like oh like I trail run this but like I have to specify I'm like oh but like I'm not like actually running the entire time. When you go uphill, do you actually run or do you just hike fast? So, what? So the this okay. Um, what you're referring to is power hiking, basically is what it's called. So power hiking, it 100% depends on the the incline. But I would probably say eight out of ten, I am running uphill. That's badass, dude. That's um, fucking hard, man. For example, let's take Ryan Atkins for a second. And if people, anyone that follows me, they might catch that I talk about him a lot because uh, I'm inspired by him. I mean, he's one of the greatest uh, athletes in this field in on the planet. Um, he's actually, Spartan just released a top ten list of athletes and he came out at number one. Uh, so he's a, he is a obstacle course athlete but he holds a lot of records out here uh but the other day he ran up cascade in 27 minutes 
and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, so I mean, you're, it's two and a half miles, and you're climbing about two thousand feet, maybe just a little under eighteen hundred, maybe. And I was like, so how did you get that time? Like, were you how much of it were you running? He's like, the whole thing. I'm like. <laughs> what he's like yeah yeah you pretty much just like it's almost like when you're going uphill you're kind of jogging you know but you're not like running yeah up it like you're 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 power jogging i can't even I jog guess, uphill yeah. you know uh so whenever i go out i'm oh it's always on my mind to break some type of record segment you know so like segments on strava are like where it's at you know so the the <laughs> trail running community the hiker community so many people out here use strava and it's a great instrument to uh, i mean it's a social media platform for athletes i guess you could say yeah. and so it's really you know you can see your route you can see other people what they're doing outside daily it's really great beautiful tool um but it also shows segments on your runs and so it's like you could go run you know, to Marcy and back, and it's like there might have been twelve different segments. Uh, there are certain stretches, and you might get the fastest time. You know, between here and there. You Interesting. Know, but, you know, so it's like I that. need to get so Strava. Can, I've never. Yeah, I, I've wanted to for a while, but I haven't yet. Flossie, right, so Flossie you, downloaded it. He's been he's been tooling around sure. with it. So like I could go run. Let's say I could go to run to Phelps, right? If I go run to Phelps, it'll give me a segment from uh, the Heart Lake to Marcy Dam, and then it'll give me Marcy Dam to the bottom of Phelps, and then it will give me a separate segment from running just up Phelps. It will give me a sec a segment running from the Lodge to Phelps, and then it will show you every person in history who's ever recorded that on Strava, which is a lot of people because mm -hmm. it's such a popular thing, and Strava is the standards standard when it comes to just like knowing distances times and stuff like that and records because so many people use it um and so it shows you like 600 people have recorded uh running up this mountain and here's how you do you know and it shows you your podium like where you at what place and whatever so that sounds sick i need to get strava do you run it do you do you do you have a gps watch or do you yep. just use your phone no i use gps watch i'll use my phone um if i'm doing something really short because if it's something really short, then I need it to be accurate as well. Um, and so the phone is honestly way more accurate than my GPS watch. Uh, but I do have the GPS watch that I use is the Sunto Ambit 3 Peak, uh, which is, it has the, as far as I know, it's the longest lasting battery on the market. So it's like with GPS mode, let's say you were going to do a week long trek. I think 300 hours with GPS being on is the longest it lasts. Um, but that's like doing five minute intervals, but then you can take it all the way down to like, you know, I, I say with it being really accurate hiking, just like a regular, you know, uh, rec uh, recording, I would say like 24 hours of solid recording is generally like what it's battery life is good at. So you mm -hmm. can go out and record any day with absolutely in, in any conditions and have no concern for, you know, loss of battery. Yeah, that's crazy. I see. So when I say I'm getting into trail running, I mean I'm jogging on the flats and the downs. I can't. I can hike up the like the the, the ups pretty fast. Like I'm still like going pretty hard. And no, um, a lot of it's like that. I can't run it though. I can't no, run that, it that, yet. That is a very normal thing though. Like honestly, trail running is like go ahead, like jog. You know, do a 12 minute mile going in on the trail. Just nice jog leisurely pace. When you get to the when you get to the ascent. Just power hike up it. And then when you come down, if you can, run down, mm -hmm. you know, or jog down the, the decline and then kind of jog out. That's totally trail running. 
Yep. So yeah, yeah, it is, and it's still way fucking faster than my normal hiking. And pace, you so. take like no weight with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Obviously, you, you it's don't risk really take many breaks either. <laughs> Not as many, anyways. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more risky. Like you know, I've like I've gone and trail ran like uh, tabletop Phelps and uh, Colden in the end of April, and it's like these trail conditions uh you shouldn't be on and it's like it's really dangerous and here i am only with just food and water <laughs> um no you know and my phone you know it's like so like the minimalism definitely can become a it's risk management but you know it could definitely in some areas can become very like like dangerous i guess you could say yeah let me ask you this because this is something i've been wrestling with do you bring poles like hiking poles with you when you run completely depends on the route 100 okay. percent depends on the route so let's take uh two instances let's say i was gonna go run the great range traverse okay i would not bring poles because on the great range traverse there's so many things to grab onto Mm -hmm. there's so many things when you're running on the flats you're on the flats but there's so many scrambles roots and stuff like that you're it's quicker to just grab something and like you know like drop yourself down and just you know run up and you're grabbing and climbing right so there's like that uh same thing with marcy like if i were to go run up marcy it's pretty much the wheelchair ramp of the adirondacks um <laughs> so it's like that's you know no trekking poles but on the bob marshall traverse i will trail run with trekking poles um so here's a good example so a couple weeks, like a, a month, almost two months ago, I ran something called the Patch Sprint. It was my first competitive trail run race. It was a half marathon, climbed up 4,000 feet, four separate mountains, and had some asphalt running and everything, right? So you start at the finish line, and before the last mountain, which is Poco Moonshine, you uh, have to cross back over the finish line. So like 75% in, uh, oh, not the last mountain, sorry, there's two mountains. So you go and you run up Rattlesnake, and then you come back and you run up Bear Mountain, um, and then you come back. So you're pretty much like on the final stretch once you come back to the finish line. When I was running it, I had my, and this was legal, this is part of the race, I had my trekking pole stashed at the at the, at the the start line, right? So I had it st- stashed at the start line. <laughs> and so I ran, we ran on the asphalt, ran on trail, then ran up the mountains, ran down the mountains. And, you know, I'm, I'm expending a ton of energy. Once I get back to the start line, because you have to pass it to go to the last two mountains, I then grab my trekking poles, um, because I'm so like winded at that point, it's like the trekking poles, I'm not going to be running up some of these next mountains because they are so steep. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I got my trekking poles out and I basically just power hiked as hard as I could, still trying to get a jogging pace, I guess you could say, but power hiking and using the trekking poles to get up the inclines. So where trekking poles would be really good for are on the inclines that you would be power hiking when you trail run, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it's sense. like, if it's an incline where you just don't need it, then you don't need them. Or if it's really technical, that means it's probably a really steep trail and you're not going to be running in general. So you don't need the trekking poles. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's it's really like, if you're going to actually be running, then no, don't, don't take them because you're going to move faster without them. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm still figuring out what I want to do, what works for me and shit. But um, have have you been – okay, the reason you haven't been maybe filming some of your hikes this year mm-hmm. is that because you've been running mostly? So uh, since I committed to my grid in December, uh, everything's been very much just like I've been going out for myself. And don't get me wrong, when I like video and document my stuff, it's definitely something that I love to do and that I want to do. Um, but – the passion definitely wasn't there as much because my 
my goals were kind of different. I'm not going out and hiking. I don't want to carry my camera equipment and I have all these goals um, in mind. And so I just really wanted to focus on trail running and just enjoying these mountains. And I feel like over the last year, I've been able to experience these mountains in a way I never had before uh, when when vlogging or documenting something on YouTube. Um, because like, it's my own goal, my own purpose, my own desire. And so it's like when I went to go out and record the single season Winter 46, I was going out on hikes, you know, I could, I could actually turn that into a film, into a story. Uh, when I, you know, it's like here, it's like, if I want to go out, I'm going to go run for six hours. I want to just get those peaks done and just come back, you mm-hmm. know, now to kind of transition on that, that question, uh, my content will most definitely over the next, this, this summer and into the fall and everything will like come back. It's going to come back, uh, because, the one reason, another reason why I guess I've just been so kind of like lacking on it is because my equipment is so outdated now. I, it's honestly limiting me and my, what I want to do. Uh, the pictures I want to take, the video quality, and everything I want to document now. And so I really want to turn the stuff that I have on my YouTube channel, I want to turn it into like like cinematic masterpieces. Not that, you know, I'm already trying that, but it's like if... If I had, there's just so many things different. Like things are going to go from 1080p now to 4K. I'll actually have 10-bit raw Kodak like uh, stuff like that. Like when I'm out in the wild forest areas, I'll finally be able to actually have like legit aerial footage from a drone. Nice. Um, and it's like I just invested seven thousand dollars in a new equipment. And damn, dude. Yeah. Seven, damn. And, yeah, so I don't necessarily have that money. I got a really, really great 0% interest, you know, on the credit card and got points. So it's like that. If you're going to make a big purchase, you know, and you obviously have a payment plan, I totally recommend people putting it down on a credit card because it's like you can accrue <laughs> credit and and there might be like 75,000 free miles after spending X amount of dollars, right? So credit cards definitely can give you like more. So it's like... um for example, like I just bought a bike. I bought a I bought a I bought a two thousand dollar road bike, right? Okay, and I I got the credit card, and it was an American Express card, and they were offering seventy five thousand free bonus miles, which is equal to a seven hundred fifty dollar plane ticket, which is pretty much a flight anywhere in the world. Do you know and how many forty five year olds are listening to this and rolling their yeah, eyes at taking financial advice from? A I know, but it's so true though. It's like it's like if you have a payment plan, you know, if you're not going to just get yourself in debt, so it's like you go and do that, and then boom. I got a free flight anywhere in the world and I was going to buy this bike already, you know? So Boom. I don't know. I think it's, it's a good idea. Look out, for his, look out for I am his. not, I am not Dave Ramsey. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, back you're the to Dave Ramsey even. of, of the Adirondacks though. No, and dude, no. I've really been, I've really been enjoying the, um, the high peaks report videos. Those have been yeah, awesome. I've been watching yeah. all of them and shit. Like, I really like that. It's cool to kind of stay up to date on like what's going on over there. I thought that was a good idea to carry the channel through because if it wasn't for those, I would, I would have nothing on my mm-hmm. channel, you know? So I thought it would be good to just not leave people hanging. And I just started incorporated a brand new membership, uh, thing for my YouTube channel. I don't know if you saw me mention that I did. once. I did. Uh, I watched the video. I watched all your uh, videos, thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Um, I, I can say the same back to you. Fuck yeah. Um, so the, uh, the, so like, for example, membership thing is something so great now that it allows me as a content creator. Cause like I'm, and you, uh, you obviously understand this, like we're putting hundreds of hours in, in what we are doing 
even just this podcast, it's like we're branding ourselves, expanding ourselves, and we're putting in so much effort and passion into the stuff. And it's like, you know, what are we, well, obviously we want to do it. We want to do this stuff and we were glad to do it, you know, but it's like, it would be nice that like, if I was, if I imagine how much money you'd make, if you were just getting paid minimum wage for every hour you put into <laughs> yeah, no, something about this. there, right? So you get what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I do know that there's a value to what I put out and there's a value to what you put out and there is a grind behind that. And it's like, you can just sit back and make content and like, make nothing off of it that's totally fine but i do want to be able to make a living off of my photography off of my youtube off of everything that i'm doing combined and just like i'm a very entrepreneurial person um and so like i'm trying to brand out so i got i just started the member thing i just opened up a brand new clothing line and yes um, dude it looks sick by the way it looks really thank good you. and thank i'm not just saying much. that like seriously i thought it i thought it looked awesome all that stuff Sure. So real quick with the member thing. So what's super cool. So uh, basically what people are going to get is, um, is uh, this is, this is what people get. So if you, so there's two memberships, right? So you can choose whatever they're going to get uh, in their, what they're paying. Cause obviously people are paying something a month. Uh, what's great is YouTube gives 70% of what they paid back to you. All right. So it's a great deal. It's awesome. Uh, and, but the thing is you need to be able to like, Hey, if someone's going to pay $5 a month, if someone's going to pay $10 a month. And by the way, people who are listening to this right now, they probably don't care about this, but I'm just explaining this to you too, <laughs> but just real quick. And you'll get psyched about this. I think, um, I'm not trying to get you to, 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 you know, sign up for this. But so for example, for $5 a month, people are going to get exclusive videos. So I'm going to make videos just for them. And I already uploaded one, like a never before seen vlog, right? I, pri- I privated all my videos, 2018 and prior because that's that's old content. It doesn't represent who I am. I don't want people Did finding you my stuff. the fire alarm one? <laughs> no. Sometimes, sometimes that gets that gets Dude, popped up in my suggested feed. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't private my Civil War reenacting video from 2012. Oh my gosh! There's some make videos on pay there. Five bucks a month no, to watch no, that. No, no, because I, I keep videos up there that it's like if people want to actually stalk me and see my oldest stuff, I'm gonna let them see that stuff before Adirondacks, you know. But as in terms of Adirondack stuff and any old content, it's not just I don't like my old content it's actually dangerous. You know, like my trap deck video, I removed that because it's like, it was getting thousands and thousands, 25,000 views, I think is what it was at. And it's like, it is definitely contributing to people thinking that the trap deck is a trail and I don't do the trap deck justice on there. I honestly just make it look like a fun day. Uh, and it really is not a good representation of me. Well, damn, and, it's good. You have and, that, that, uh, reflection i guess well, on some of your old stuff told me i people had to convince me to take it down but so i had like i had to kind of open my eyes to that well, but you yeah, still I had to come and, to the conclusion yourself though it'd be you easy know, for you to just be like nah fuck you it's my video right you know? so for example i still have my journey of a 46er video up okay that people can see my whole journey video and whatever but all the videos a lot of the videos that i made in that whole process the individual vlogs are now privated but people are messaging me all the time saying like i'm at work and i just throw on one of your older videos to pass the time because you're so funny and i'm like dude i'm not funny i'm just suffering um (laughs) you know and so like all those private videos like 25 of them are now like for members only so they can go and get those next thing giving back a percentage of every single person's membership will go back into the park uh, for $5 a month, then you also get on a monthly Zoom meeting where everyone will just come together, talk shop, chill out, hang out. And then you get discounted merchandise. You get 15% off of my merch shop. And then obviously you're supporting me as well because you love the content. So it's like, that's what you get for five bucks a month. Uh, and then for $10 a month, you get 
all of that stuff. But then ready, this is where it gets cool. You get access, early access to new videos. So I make a video a week before it comes out. You get to see it first. This is where it gets sick. Wyatt's Tex-Mex. Okay, you might have I might you might have heard me talk about Wyatt's Wyatt's is a Tex-Mex place oh, yeah. here, right? Plus, I, I make fun of you for that all the time. Yeah, so Wyatt's I, I I connected with Rory the owner, and anyone who signs up for that gets infinitely 10% off of their purchase at Wyatt's. <laughs> and then this is you you're know, making my you're making my Patreon look so fucking weak right now. You know oh, how many of my till, Patreon supporters are gonna leave now? <laughs> wait till this last one. You ready for this? This pays for itself. Photo discount. You get 10% off of a photo order on my website. And as a photographer, you, you, you know, photos could definitely can charge, a, you know, be a pretty penny. And it's like, you get 10% off that order. It already pays for itself. Anyways, I'm not trying to plug all the stuff. I was just trying to explain, you know, just like the membership thing is a new way that I'm trying to expand out and try to put more like, uh, get more back, I guess, for like what I'm putting out. Yeah. You know, so you can keep um, living the dream doing exactly. it full time. That's so what I like that. to hear. Yeah. That's what I and like to hear. And then there's the merch shop. You know, yes, so. yes, and the merch looks fucking amazing, dude. Like I said, um, I, I've wanted to do that for a while too. I've got the Patreon already. I, I hate to say it, but I don't do nearly as much stuff for my Patreon supporters as you do. It sounds like, or for your membership, same same concept. Um, but uh, I've thought about doing the merch thing, and um, I've always wanted to. I just don't have the time. So it was honestly cool to see you do that. And I think when I do eventually get around to it, I'm probably going to be asking you a lot of questions about how you did it because your shit sure. looks awesome, dude. It looks awesome, and I'm sure it was, it's going to do pretty, well. It is pretty simple, um, but it definitely takes a lot of time. Yeah. Like, I hired people to not design the stuff. I had the designs in mind. I, I thought about every one of them, and they're all original, like, from my brain, but I don't have the talent to, mm-hmm. you know, open up Adobe Illustrator and make those designs. So like I used Fiverr and hired people. I found like whose designs I liked or graphic artists and is like, okay, I like what they do. That's the look I'm going for in the feel. And so then you kind of just hire them, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you might pay like 40 or $50 for a design, but in the long run, it's like, what's well, $50? You to sell a few shirts for, to, to make that money back. So right. that's dope, dude. Um, I love it, man. Uh, we gotta we gotta wrap it up here. I know you gotta get going, and I need to get going. I'm gonna go buy some 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 food from REI for my uh, for my cranberry hike this weekend. Okay, don't get don't get whatever you do. Don't <laughs> don't get uh, Mountain House. Which one? Right, no, just Mountain House. I never eat these dehydrated meals. For some reason, I'm finally gonna do it after how many fucking okay, thousand miles? If you miles, can though, if they I don't know what REI has. If they, they have, have more than just they have okay, shit get if they have Backpackers Pantry, go to Backpackers Pantry. Uh, the nat- the ingredients are much more natural. Um, and you'll thank your, your bowels will thank you. Um, <laughs> word, so, <laughs> word yeah. dude. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, dude, thanks for coming back on. I'll have a link to Jonathan's channel, everybody in the, uh, in the show notes. If you haven't seen his stuff, you got to go check it out. And, uh, Jonathan and I are going to see each other tomorrow night, which is kind of cool. Are. I'm going to yeah, go crash gonna, at his place on my way to, uh, to the Cranberry like 50. Right. So Jonathan, thank you very much, man. Back um, home. and yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah.